You're listening to The Self-Worth Circle, hosted by Julie Haxel and Eva Eslander. We are here to remind you to raise your self-worth and wear your invisible crown. It's time. Hello, hello, and welcome back to yet another episode of The Self-Worth Circle. My name is Eva, and I'm one of your hosts. And today I'm doing a duo uh, with Anna Henrika. She is based out of London, and she's a holistic health coach. She's an embodiment yoga teacher, a Reiki healer. She hosts women's circles, cacao ceremonies, and meditation, yoga, embodiment classes. Welcome, Anna. So happy to have you. Thank you so much. I'm very, very grateful to be here with you today. How are you doing? I'm all good in living a lockdown life in London between four walls and then just um, trying to make most out of it. Um, Mostly escaping to the nature between my work, which is (laughs) my life savior at the moment. Um, Can you tell us and our listeners a little bit about like, what is it right now what is it like in London? Because, you know, and we were just talking about before we started recording that in Finland now they are going to start um, with more restrictions, I think, in a few weeks, uh, probably closing restaurants and so forth. So what has it been like in London and what is it like right now? Yes, um, interesting question. So um, we have lived almost a whole year um, in lockdown is currently the third lockdown where we are having um so yeah in the beginning it was very difficult for all of us to as a very kind of extrovert person as well to come in to our homes and then just do work from home but i think um the best best thing which has been for me is to create kind of routines for your life so if you're kind of between four walls you can go insane if you don't have kind of some sort of rich routine or some sort of rituals in your life. So either it's a, just doing a yoga class um, in the morning from Zoom or yourself, and then just meeting with your friends online. Um, it's been very helpful for me. And yeah, just getting out into nature when you can, if you can. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree on on kind of having some sort of Uh, routines is really helpful because otherwise it's just like flowing around and especially like for me I'm I'm very kind of um as you mentioned before we started recording too like you're kind of airy too and flowy and and very much in the feminine I feel like I'm the same way I'm just like flowing around like "Hmm, what should I do next and I feel (laughs) good to have a structure and containers and or a container create a container for yourself so that you get get things done um, yes, totally, totally. <laughs> uh, so it's it's so interesting. I we I think we found each other on Instagram, and I immediately felt very connected to everything you do, and have been very inspired by the things you share. And it's 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 I feel like we're very much on the same vibe. And even today, now we're sitting here, you know, doing this interview. <laughs> we're wearing wearing the same color, <laughs> lavender. Uh, it's funny, but. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the the work you do? Because you, Julia, and myself, we're all three of us are very much kind of in the same same field of work. Um, uh, yeah. So about the your offerings. Yes. Um, so um, I truly feel like where I'm now and what I do is kind of what I went through myself and kind of how I've healed myself, I want to share with others as well. So I'm very, very proud um, to share the knowledge with all women about their cyclical wisdom to connect their cells back to their menstrual cycle, moon, nature, seasons. And um, and it was kind of a long way for me to get here. And it was I was never like, yes, I will be a yoga teacher. It wasn't like a long term plan for me at all it was um kind of what I stumbled across um suddenly and then it just uh, became my soul's kind of calling um and yeah sorry go ahead (laughs) yep uh do you want me to tell how I got here or yes please that that was gonna be my next (laughs) question like how did you end up in London of all yes. places. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So um, I grew up in Finland um, and I was always a very kind of adventure person. So I knew that as soon as I can 
start to explore the world, I will. So when I was 17, um, I was an exchange student in America. So that was kind of like when I first left home um, and I loved it. I loved the freedom and kind of my own, just to be very independent at the young age. And then I started, when I came back to Finland, I just finished my school papers. And after that, I was scouted to a London-based modeling agency. So for a few years, um, I was working as full time model. So I was traveling around the world. I was basically living in my luggage and moving um, month to month or every few months from different countries. So I lived in um, London, Italy, Turkey, Greece, South Africa. And my work was pretty, pretty hectic. And um, I basically, my whole entire life was in one suitcase. So <laughs> everything, what I couldn't fit to the suitcase when I moved, I just gave to my friends or charity. So. Um, it was a very, very airy lifestyle, like you said as well. So very, um, very exciting, but very hectic. And as much as from the outside, it probably looked like a perfect life. Um, that's what it didn't feel from me from inside. So I was very anxious. I was underweight. Um, I had a lot of health issues and I was very disconnected to my body. Um, so kind of um, when I came back to London, um, 2018, I kind of knew that, okay, this is my time to settle, settle here and find a home space after, after many years. And always when I had uh, been traveling and living in my luggage, always when I found a yoga studio in every country where I lived, that was almost like my home. So when I didn't have a home, when I found a yoga studio and when I set my mat, I was like, Ooh, now I feel like home. And that was like my sacred space. So probably that calling just kept me bringing back and back to my yoga mat. And that's also when I was um, kind of spontaneously found myself booking a <laughs> yoga teacher training without, without um, planning that for too long. And I did my yoga teacher training. After that, I felt very empowered to... Um, learn more I was like very thirsty of all this new world which was opening for me and I was booking more trainings and I was like oh give me more more of this knowledge and yeah and from then or onwards that just became my work and my greatest passion is um, evolved and shifted a lot as I've kind of been healing through my own healing journey and then sharing that with others <laughs> and where, where did you do your yoga teacher training so I did um, my first one in Spain. Um, it was a yoga teacher training school called Green Yoga International, which is um, they have Indian yoga teachers. So I was, I was very, um, I loved it a lot. I mean, I felt truly like home, and probably through their experience and warm, welcoming atmosphere, I was like called to learn more. And after that, um, I went to do my Reiki training and so on so many others but but that was like kind of the seed what started it all and I was not supposed to be a yoga teacher it kind of just happened by mistake <laughs> um it's like the yoga chose you or it's 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 yeah. crazy it's um I feel like once a teacher of mine said this that um every yogini or every yogi who's on this path, it's not the first time. It's like you, you come back to this path because it's familiar yeah. before. So it's just kind of like finding it. It's, it's almost like once you said, it's just like you stumbled upon it and then all of a sudden it was like a huge part of your life. And then you just mm. felt more and more called to follow it. Exactly. Um, I can exactly. really, really relate to that as, you know, as well. Um, so how long have you now been in, in London for? So I've been in London for now for um, three years full time. But first time I came to London was 2015. And since I came, like every single time when I came back to London, I felt like it was the home. So I felt like my soul was calling to come to London and I was very drawn to the culture people and the land's history and kind of the energy so I was always felt like very much like home so when I knew that I had to find a home space it felt like no-brainer I was like oh London it is because um I was very I don't know maybe I had a past life here or something yeah. but it was very 
very much like home for me. And you you mentioned before we started recording too that you're getting mm-hmm. married. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly this summer. Let's see if we have 10 or more people. <laughs> well, fingers fingers crossed. That's that's beautiful. Um following your heart too and and just and it, or just like finding love. I guess you you were there before you 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 met your partner but yeah. Finding mm-hmm. love where you are. It's beautiful yes Um, kind of completes the home feeling of home yes (laughs) so can you tell us a little bit about like what your days are now I guess you're also Mm -hmm. teaching a lot like via zoom but what about these uh, women's uh, circles are you still hosting them online or how does that work now with during these these times yes exactly so um, most of my work I'm doing um, in Zoom at the moment, I'm seeing some clients from face-to-face as well. But um, I kind of got drawn to, so I've always been very passionate about women's circles. And as I attended my first women's circles, I was very, very um, kind of inspired of the warm energy um, and magic that can happen in a space where women gather together and are truly able to feel vulnerable with each other and share their experiences and what they're going through, their ups and downs, not like the shadow sides as well as the good ones. So um, not only think about, ooh, what's positive, it's just like really shedding all those layers and layers and layers and kind of be held with all the other women around you. So um, I keep women's circles, um, they are, usually mix of few different um, holistic healing practices such as we're um, meditating together, singing together, dancing, holding hands, breathing, just like going through this kind of somatic experience and feeling very open to each other. And always after um, a woman's circle, everyone feel that they're transformed um, like years or something um and so I keep women's circles I love to keep them more in person but I've done a few in zoom which has been very very beautiful to be able to gather all together when we're all like stuck in our homes so it feels like we're still having our community I'm also hosting some workshops and classes still in zoom um and yeah retreats are postponed but basically everything else I still keep doing (laughs) Yeah, Zoom life, <laughs> Zoom life. Yeah. It. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, how did you get into, you know, kind of the path of the divine, divine feminine and working with mm. menstrual cycles? Um, yeah. How did you, how did you find it, or how did it find you? <laughs> <laughs> um, it found me probably in the same way. So when there was a burden in my life that became a blessing. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so um, probably as many others, I had a very kind of a own story to shame with my period. So when I was 15, I was the last person in my class to start my period. And I remember when I started it, I was like, Ooh, now I'm a woman. I felt inside like, this is so exciting. And then the reality was that my mom had like passed me a pack of patterns pads and said good luck like welcome to the club like very Hmm. sarcastically (laughs) and uh, then I was very kind of disconnected to the body I don't think I was much educated in school about hormones and cycle and cycle wisdom at all so um, it was kind of patriarchy which was which was almost like teaching us that appears is something we should be ashamed of or embarrassed about in school and outside of school and I quickly went into birth control pill and my doctor was like oh this will regulate your cycle when my cycles are so irregular and the little did I know that I'm popping these synthetic hormones to my body which is actually just like making me more disconnected from from my cycle and from my body and um so I was kind of going through doctors to doctors a few years and everyone was just prescribing me different contraception pills Mm -hmm. and I was I was finding that suddenly I started to get a lot of cramps and and I was like still like kind of um all around the place but I almost felt like my 
my peers was something that I was very ashamed of. And I was always trying to skip my peers when I went for a summer summer holiday and kind of like all around the place, basically. So then um, suddenly after all these different doctor visits, I got um, diagnosed that I had PCOS and endometriosis, which was mm. shock to me. But at the same time, it was kind of like a eyes opening that suddenly I had a name what's been going on for so many years I feel like probably when I started my period I already had both of these and um, I started reading a lot of books and courses and I was like um, very kind of in part to take this fertility and contraception from my own hands because I didn't get any help from the outside world and as I discovered and kind of um, found my own healing through herbs, a lot of different herbs and natural contraception, I finally started to feel like um, everything is kind of starting to make sense. And uh, me, we as women, we have four different phases in our period cycle. So we're not always supposed to feel the same. We're not always supposed to have the same energy or we're not supposed to like be kind of these robots which are like just living their life and doing their things. Like, no, we're as human, like women, we're cyclical beings. So we have our everyone, we have our death and rebirth and we have our rise and fall in our energy. And that's how we should really, um, we should really honor that. Or we should really honor that power within us and when we kind of can <laughs> can connect to that um like magic and healing can happen and we don't have to find the healing from these doctors we can find the healing from within us when we truly connect to the nature and to our own seasons within so yeah that's probably how I got into it and now I'm feeling very empowered to share everything what I learned and everything what I went through and I wish that um I can help as many women as I can with the same kind of disconnection and connection. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much for so openly sharing uh, about your personal journey. And I, I mean, I was just like nodding and holding my hand at my heart because mm. I really, really agree fully well, every, with everything you're saying. Um, about us women we are cyclical beings and we have faces it's not linear you know mm. it's, it's, and it's it's interesting how our society still treats you know or it's like the expectation is to be linear to you know push forward push forward push forward and yeah. just get to the next goal and to the next thing the next thing whereas for women it's it's against our nature it's you know we ebb and flow, we flow just like the moon uh, we have our faces and, and, you know, we, we have, you know, like even on a hormonal level, it's, you know, men's um, cycle is 24 hours for, for us. It's like 28 days as this is our menstrual cycle. I find it so, so interesting and so important to really talk about this and to share openly about it. And, and, and it's kind of, it's sad, to be honest, that we're taught from a very young age to take the pill, to get on the pill, which is, is it's changing, it's shifting our, our hormonal balance, our mm. natural cycle. And it's, you know, today we have a lot of women who suffer from infertility, from, mm. you know, they can't get pregnant. Whereas when we're teenagers, it's like, there's so much kind of push on, you know, just be careful about not getting pregnant. <laughs> and it's, you know, you, there's only like two days basically, well, kind of shifts, but still when you can even and get pregnant. So I just feel mm -hmm. like it's so important to, you know, remove the stigma around talking about the menstrual cycle and about fertility and, and, you know, endometriosis that you also brought up. Um, you can share as much and as little as you want, but what is it like right now with, with these conditions that you have? Yeah, um, I also love that you brought up that, um, that you're literally kind of able to conceive for the uh, couple of days a month. And that's like something mm. what we don't, we're not teaching in school at all. Right. So, so many people are like kind of, the teachers are like, bringing this fear or a scarcity and they're like oh you have to take this pill otherwise you can get pregnant any day da 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 no like it's literally two to four days a month that you're able to get pregnant and 
And when you kind of learn your cycle, you're very, you can learn to take control of your own fertility and you're like, okay, now I'm in my um, spring, summer, autumn, winter. And then when you know that, okay, that is the summer when I'm ovulating and that is the time when we have to be a bit more careful. But <laughs> otherwise than that, like when you learn to know your body, you can also know when, when to, um, when to get pregnant if you want and when to not but um so so with my own healing journey um it's been a quite a journey <laughs> um it's been but now this probably this lockdown also as i mentioned before to you it's really brought me um to more of a space of groundedness as being such a aquarius and air airy person um so it's been very helpful for me to come in back to my divine feminine and connect in with yin um instead of like the busy busy mind so coming back to my body to my womb done a lot of different healing um practices towards womb and sacral chakra um and finally like all my cramps are gone and mm. I I used to have for years and years I had to have used to have like a lot of skin issues and acne and and I was always very bloated and I had these cramps coming and going and it was like kind of a hormonal mess for many years almost like my whole life since I got period until now so for 10 years and now I'm for the last three two to three years of doing kind of this work I can feel that yeah I think I was ovulating last month for the first time <laughs> which wow. is pretty awesome that's um, amazing yeah so um for everyone listening who can relate to to the symptoms I can truly tell that um it's possible to heal yourself naturally even the doctors are telling you like for me I was told so many times like take these drugs and take these pills and they're saying to me like oh you're so complicated you're body so maybe you should just take the pill or take this or um that and I just kept saying no <laughs> I'm learning myself what to do and so it's just really taking charge of your own fertility and knowing that it's normal and it's normal to share these things with your friends I think that's really important because often we're really again that shame comes into our place that we're like we shouldn't be talking about this kind of stuff but it's so common like about 20% of women have PCOS, which can be um, kind of very difficult. You have more adjugents in your body and your cycle is very irregular. And about 10% of women all around the world have endometriosis and it can be truly, truly painful. And many times like we can be told, told from doctors that it's normal to have these cramps. You're, you're just a woman, you have cramps, but no, actually, if we learn to heal our uh, and balance our hormones we we can find a space of of not having any of these symptoms and we can find a space and rhythm with our cycle of kind of understanding our body and knowing that that the pain also is not something we should hide and use painkillers to numb the pain or just kind of kind of forget the pain and numb that we should uh, think about the pain as um saying pay in, inside or as a pain to pay attention inside now. Mm, so then I you can that. learn what is your body teaching you? So it's saying something to you. So is your womb hurting? Like then just like take a day off from work and like learn to listen what that pain is telling you. Like it's telling you something like maybe you're going a little bit too fast or a little bit too slow, or maybe you're eating something that doesn't suit your body or something that is really upsetting your hormones or maybe you're with energetically with a person who you shouldn't be with so we hold so much energy also in our womb it can be shame or sadness or trauma or past life something something that's been even carried from your grandmother so I've had a lot of ancestral healing that I've also done through my womb and kind of understand all those things that's happened in my past, like I had a very bizarre experience um, of my um, grandmother coming to me when I was like doing a deep meditation in my sacral chakra. And my grandmother doesn't live anymore, but she had an, some kind of trauma or accident when she was carrying my mom, which that fear always 
stayed with her and then it was passed to my mother and then it was passed to me and no one know what that trauma accident was but she just came to me in the meditation and told me that and then after that I've always felt very different in my left ovary so I told my mom and she didn't even know this but she felt different so it's very very deep work that you can kind of tap into wow thank you for sharing that um yeah powerful (laughs) powerful information and medicine Mm. um Mm. so what are the things you do to nurture to nourish your cycle to find homeostasis to kind of balance out your hormonal imbalances what are some kind of like practical things that you do um in addition to meditation and and kind of like the healing energetic work uh do Mm. you treat it with diet and nutrition and if so like how yes so um first to tell everyone that everyone's body is very different so what i do is maybe not good for someone else um so i i recommend first connecting into ayurveda if someone doesn't know about ayurveda like learning about your dosha so i'm very vata um, i was very... gonna say that you're probably vata huh? yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> very governed with air so when i learned first mm-hmm. from ayurveda i was very I was like, whoa, like my whole life until that, when I started learning about Ayurveda, I was like doing high intensity workouts and eating Mm -hmm. cold raw foods. And I was like, that time I was like raw vegan. I thought that's like the most healthiest I could be, but whoa, no, like that was like very against my own dosha and my body type Um, and learning that when I was very governed with air, I should find ways to ground that energy so eating warm um stews soups uh, everything like more cooked so it's um like cooked vegetables cooked um or sorted or steamed so it's just like it's not that much how what you can um it kind of it's more like what how, how we can digest so I think that's the key here as well. So with the nutrition, like just going what you can digest and noticing if you have some imbalances, even if you have some imbalances, good to like um, kind of notice what are those and then how can you be aware from them? Um, for for many years, I was like very kind of strict vegan and probably true also like my yoga journey. I was thinking like that's probably the best for me. But then I noticed that, you know, actually need a little bit of, animal protein as well to bring me energetically like down and ground my energy but also to kind of nurture my hormones so for me with the PCOS I found it has been really um, beneficial to add more protein to my diet so um, either plant-based or a little bit of fish or something and then just keep everything kind of um cooked and just also going through the cycle so when i'm in my cycle more in the um, spring or summer i can eat more more raw or more kind of fresh foods and young foods and then when i'm more going towards winter uh, and autumn then it's like better to eat like soups and stews which is kind of nurturing my gut when it's not working as fire fully than in um in the spring and summer so kind of like just going with the nutrition through the cycle um and i've also added like herbs i love i love all different herbs i love well um also like you mentioned before i when i got to know cacao ceremonial cacao has been very very powerful in my own healing journey also not only for the physical benefits and the nutritions it has but also as energetically being such a heart opener and like kind of connecting to the uh, divine feminine as well as um, being a natural aphrodisiac and I love rose I love uh, um, there's an Indian Ayurvedic herb called Shatavari which is kind of nice also just to balance the male and female or female hormones so there's a lot of great things there um, mushrooms are powerful I love to work with mushrooms um, yeah <laughs> could just continue the list but <laughs> can you for our listeners that are kind of unfamiliar with the cycle of the four seasons connected to the cycle can you open it up for our listeners yeah you know? exactly so um 
as women, we have our menstrual cycle, which is not normally anything from, um, I mean, it can be anything <laughs> like I've learned with my irregular cycle, but if it's a healthy cycle, it most likely is from um, 22 days up to 35 days. Um, and basically you're entering your first phase of your cycle, which is your inner spring um, when you stop menstruating. So as the day after you stop bleeding, you're entering your inner spring. And you can almost feel like as you start bleeding, you're starting to feel this new energy come up because physically your hormones are starting to rise. Your um, your sex hormones, so your um, estrogen and testosterone, everything is starting to rise. So you're starting to feel like, ooh, like now you're back <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah. you're ready to go back socializing and working and you can feel that you're kind of this new fresh energy, like you could imagine in a season of spring coming to you. And this is a great time for you to set up those social uh, events or meetings, meet up with friend, go for a first date if you're single, uh, kind of like you have this new whole energy of you. Um, and this is a great time to start introducing again, like a bit more fresh foods um, to your diet. Um, and this phase can last anything from um, um, anything up to your ovulation. So I would say about four or five days. Um, and after that, you're entering your inner summer. So this is your ovulatory phase um which is actually the time that you're able to get pregnant if you wish so so um so this time you're probably feeling that you're um your most kind of beautiful self like your skin is glowing your your physically is crazy we're almost like animals so our lips are maybe feeling more plump and we're like kind of like everything is like ooh, we're ready to mingle <laughs> um so it is um um, your face that when you feel maybe your most beautiful outside but also from inside you're having so much this kind of energy and you can do uh, physically like you're ready to do heat workouts or go for a run if you're normally not like doing them but this time you really have that energy to do it and it's supporting your hormones so it's a great time to again do all of your socializing is a great time to create so not only physically babies but also like energetically or physically even work so if you're like birthing a book or birthing an idea or a new kind of some idea in your work so it's a great time to do that and give that energy for that um after you have your inner fall which is your luteal phase so after your ovulation which is uh your ovulation is for that couple of days um after that you have your luteal phase which is the time before you start bleeding so if you have PMS symptoms, this is probably the time you have those. So you're starting to feel that your energy is starting to drop because physically your hormones are again starting to drop here. So um, it is like more of a time to go for that yin yoga class or just really like getting your practice to more grounded or yoga class, doing more meditation or just staying more indoors and kind of preparing your calendar and doing their, your last tasks before you start to bleed. So getting everything kind of ready for the winter, basically. And, um, and your inner winter, which is the last season, starts when you start your bleeding. So the day you start bleeding, you're entering your inner winter. And this is kind of the very, very intuitive time to be inwards and kind of... Um, you might feel that the first few days are more tough for you, but this is actually your time to listen to that pain, listen to that body. If you have those sensations that really arrive inwards and many, many of our cultures are actually, um, our indigenous, indigenous cultures are teaching us that this is the time when the women are the most intuitive and they're, they're the wisdom holders and wise women when they're actually bleeding. So it is a beautiful time to really deeply connect within with your uh, meditation and with your just body and being. So giving yourself a lot of nurture, self-care, self-worth and um, mm -hmm. kind of kind of soothing uh, foods this time will be very, very beneficial. So, yeah, that's kind of all put together quickly. <laughs> Thank you for that. And, and I, I really love that you brought up how you know, many indigenous cultures see women while they're on their moon cycle, mm. uh, you know, while they're bleeding as more powerful, actually, mm. like more intuitive, more in touch. And it, um, 
brought up a couple of memories just from my own path. I, I, um, mm. before I lived in Mexico, I lived in Bali for like uh, almost a year and, and uh, with my former, former partner. And we had uh, a traditional kind of like beautiful Bali house that we rented. And then on the backyard, there was a temple. Yeah. And the the host the, or the landlord, the owner told me, he like took me to the side when we moved in and he was like, hey, just so you know, uh, like when you're on your cycle, you can't enter the temple, which is like just, <laughs> you know, interesting that, that it's like yeah. that they that that's their kind of stand or tradition or how they view it. And then another memory I, I kind of Maybe they're scared of your power. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. yeah, perhaps. Um, yeah. It was during a plant medicine ceremony. I haven't talked about this yet openly in our pod, but um, once I did uh, a plant mm. medicine ceremony and it was kind of like the, the end of my cycle and I was still bleeding. And the shaman told me to like take less of, of the medicine because it's mm. just like amplify so much when you're already kind of intuitive. So, so just when you... When you said that, it was again kind of like this, almost like a like yeah. a spirit wink, yeah, like a ping. Yeah. I got like, yeah, like absolutely, that's true. And, and instead of of having this, you know, what our society, you know, and and quite frankly, yeah, what everyone is taught from from a very young age, from you know, is is having shame around the period. Instead, it's like the time to celebrate you know that you are you're healthy and you have a period and and you're actually the most you know intuitive so it's totally yeah yeah totally and also to like now as I've shifted my thoughts and and shame away from my period now when I get it I'm almost like yeah like Mm -hmm. (laughs) this happy dance is like whoa and it's kind of like energetically also like boom like this relief like of the wind or the autumn that you've been holding and preparing for this cleanse because you're physically cleansing these toxins so that's why it's so important also that you naturally bleed because you're physically cleansing your body of these toxins but also energetically, like from everything you don't like, um, you don't need anymore from inside. So you're like, boom, like releasing, releasing it all. Yeah. yeah. And um, and when you're in your birth control pill, you're not ovulating. You're not even when you're bleeding. That's like a fake bleed. As and not many people know about that. So when you're in your birth control pill, you're like getting the synthetic hormones to your body, which is actually suppressing your natural hormones from inside of your body. So if you're in your birth control for too long, maybe your body doesn't, after you get out of it, maybe doesn't know how to naturally produce these hormones anymore because you've been on the pill for so long using these kind of chemicals instead of your hormones. And and when you bleed, it's not a natural bleed at all. So it's uh, kind of like this, this bleed, like blood what just comes um, from the synthetic hormone. So it's, you're not ovulating, you're not in your cycle. But I truly understand if someone still wants to be in their, in their birth control pill for some reason, then um, if they want to connect to these cycles, I really, really encourage to connect with the moon cycle. So if you're on the pill or in some kind of synthetic hormone, maybe you have a coil, um, a Mirana coil or something, then... Um, when you connect to these cycles of the moon, of the new moon being being um, being your spring, and then from there going onwards, like you're kind of able to connect in to the cyclical living, and then eventually maybe balance your hormones, and then you're ready to get out of that pill or that quaffer, and you're kind of already on the rhythm <laughs> of your seasons. I love that. Thank you. So much wisdom. Uh, how I have a few few more questions. I feel like we could talk yeah. for forever. But um, how did you like? How did your spiritual journey commence? Like, what was if you look back at your journey and where you are today? Today, you are you know an embodiment of the divine feminine. You're sharing this wisdom. You're walking this path and and shining your light, um, which is beautiful and inspirational. But how, if you look back now, 
how did your spiritual, do you see kind of like there was a, a specific event or was it something that was always present and then would just kind of grew or how did your spirituality start? <laughs> it's a great, great question. And um, I love that. I actually, I have a funny story, but I've actually think few people maybe have the same story. Um, so when I was 17 and I left my homeland to go to America as a student, my mom just quickly at the airport, she passed me a book. She's like, read this sometime when you have time. And it was a secret. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, so I, I went, got into the airplane feeling very confused and like tears in my eyes of leaving my family behind in like such a young age. And then I kind of, I was like very drawn into this book and I read it maybe 10 times and I was like, whoa, like, can this actually be true? And then I started like as a 17 year old girl, I started like doing these kind of challenges for myself. So I was like, hmm, let me use this magic or this law of attraction for certain things, whatever it was like um, something in the high school life there. <laughs> um, once I kind of like, I was kind of just using it for manifesting more maybe physical things to be honest or physical trips or something that was not, possible and then it became possible so more when I was younger I felt more like to the physical things to manifest but then after that like energetic things as well and and then I, when I saw the magic working and the secret working I was like whoa this is cool and then that very empowered me to start meditating and start kind of using the mind as my tool and then just really caught up it just probably met made me very aware of my thoughts for the first time in my life. And when I went, started going for yoga classes after that, it was like kind of connecting. I was like, what am I thinking when I'm actually in the mat? And then I had this very physical sensations, um, which was probably my second spiritual kind of like, what's happening um, when I was in a yoga class when I was maybe 18. And I, from then onwards, so I started feeling that energy balls in my hands in savasana so when i was like at the end of the class i just felt like this energy balls of energy in my hands and it was so bizarre it was like i had this weird power in my hands and that was what really made me drawn to learn about reiki as well so yeah kind of few different things when i was young age and then kind of like got me very interested to dive in a little bit deeper <laughs> That's so interesting. It was kind of like for me to like the secret was definitely a huge eye opener. And I feel like that book has somewhat of a bad rep, you know, like being mm. kind of overly focused mm. on, on on magnetizing, you know, financial yeah. wealth. But that being said, it's such a great introduction. And it's been for many people it's just such a great introduction to spirituality. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, it's such a powerful and imagine like even that book is a kind of a, a manifestation of manifestation, right? How many mm -hmm. people have read it? How many people have found spirituality through it? It's very powerful. Just that's a living proof of, of, of the work of, of, of this universal law, the law of attraction that is actually is working, but it's something that you have to experience yourself and, you know, so, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it was probably the only book what I would have read when I was 17 and very non-aware of any other spiritual um, spiritual practice or anything. So if my mom would have given me any other book, I would have probably not read it, <laughs> yeah. um, if you put it that way. So or I don't have that book or I don't come back to that book at all, but I just remember it ha having such a um, such a shift in that time in my life yeah it's a definitely a power powerful book um so <laughs> a few more questions um what in your daily life like what kind of spiritual practices do you have today mm. or like kind of rituals or yeah exactly so um every day when I wake up I'm like probably the most important is to kind of find gratitude first so uh, at least in a lockdown life as well so just kind of um, connecting to my meditation through the gratitude as I wake up and as I take my first steps I'm like what am I grateful for today and like kind of coming to my body body so 
um, often I can have quite a kind of spaced out feeling when I wake up. So I'm kind of just kind of coming to my physical body. Sometimes I give myself a massage in bed before I actually physically wake up. And then um, I love practicing with ceremonial cacao. So many times I have that instead of coffee now before my meditation. And um, yeah, I'm only a human. So I sometimes I don't um, get myself to do a meditation practice in the morning but if I don't then I try to do it in the evening so often I just try to kind of connect within I every day go for a walk in the nature which is very very important for me um, I have a dog which is probably helpful to get out even if it's raining <laughs> and uh, and then I I always when I come to whole space I really take time to tune in with my needs and my self-care and then I can share that with others so that's probably very very important for me I've also found my love for my drums so I have a medicine drum so if I feel disconnected if I just start playing that I feel it like it kind of um, has this beat to my heart and then I'm kind of connecting back in so yeah it can be many things really I also um, don't only work with my own um, own practice so every month at least I try to get a massage or get a like a, go to a, attend a women's circle somewhere else to kind of be around people so I really I think the more you do the healing work you can also know that it's very beneficial to have that um, sense of being held by by your sisters, by your healers, um, not only yourself. So it's been really powerful. So I have like, um, I also get a womb massage, which sounds probably very um, new life, but it is a very, very beautiful massage just to kind of massage my tummy and my ovaries. And that's been very helpful with my hormonal balance as well. So so yeah, maybe those are my self-care practices. I love baths as well. And working with water, I'm like very um, drawn to water, rivers and ocean and lakes. So uh, one thing what I miss about Finland is to jumping to the lakes. <laughs> That's probably something all like empaths have in common. They just love being in water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And taking long baths. I, I, I'm a huge, <laughs> huge yeah. a fan of, of bathing or being in the ocean too. So. I can relate and yeah, a lot of good, good practices and, and self, self-help um, and self-care tips there. Um, mm. So what inspires you right now? Mm, probably the same. So I, I'm very inspired by nature, seasons, ocean rivers, um, just like water and just seeing the different elements. So I love to work with the four elements or even five, um, fire, water, um, air and earth. So just kind of really working, like kind of living in the nature and then the moon and just like, how can I kind of connect to that and how can I see those elements inside me and how can I see those elements inside to find healing and find like sharing and and I also very inspired of animals and my mother who is a very powerful woman and anyone really it doesn't have to be a, a, a certain person I'm inspired every day seeing my clients and just like connecting with different people like yourself <laughs> so yeah Thank you. That was beautiful. Um, what's on the horizon for you? I know it's difficult times to be planning, but <laughs> but mm-hmm. if you had a magic wand, what's what's on the horizon? <laughs> yeah. So um, thankfully, after the on Monday, we got some bright light for our news in this country. So I'm starting to host women's circles in right real life again from May onwards, which is pretty exciting. Um, and probably some in Finland as well this summer. And then the summer 2022, I'm uh, preparing a women's retreat in Finland, which is very exciting. Um, and yes, getting ready for our wedding preparation without getting too attached to our um, our attendee list because we're not sure what's that yet, but yeah. <laughs> That's, That's a really- lot of 
lot of amazing things to look forward to and to have on the horizon. I love that. Um, where can our listeners find you? We're going to add your links to the show notes, but yes, for, the la- right. <laughs> lazy listener, for the lazy listener who, who is not going to read the show notes or the, the captions. So where can our listeners find mm-hmm. you? Um, probably best through Instagram. Um, I always post all of my events, workshops, retreats and all kind of news there. So probably that's the best way to find. Um, and yeah, maybe we'll meet in the forest. <laughs> and what's, uh, can you just tell our listeners your, um, your Instagram handle and your website? Yes. So my Instagram is at Anna Henrika and my website is anahenrika.com. Very simple. Perfect. And then we have one final question. And this is the question we ask everyone we interview. And it's the name of our podcast. What does self-worth mean to you? I love that. (laughs) Um, Self-worth for me means taking care of myself first before taking care of others. So we energetically as well have our heart, the front, which is giving, giving love, kindness um, to others, but also taking care of the back of our heart, which is receiving. So just knowing that we are worthy as women to receive or to worthy to receive nourishment, kindness, um, self-care, self-love, self-worthiness, and just like taking time for my self-care practice. Yeah, probably that is definitely, definitely what I can think of first and connecting back to our cyclical nature of course and the elements and the seasons and and just kind of living in line more so then we can find balance and purpose and hear our souls souls calling that's beautiful thank you and thank you so much for your time for connecting and this is why I personally, and I know Julia feels the same, we love doing this podcast because it's a way for us to connect with women who are on the same vibration and to share this with our listeners who are on the same vibration and just just expand this network of, of light workers, of women uniting. And, and it's the path of the divine feminine, also tapping in together and, and working at sisters. And I just find it so funny. Like I said, we're wearing the same color, like fre- <laughs> frequency matching. And, exactly. I love it. And I love, I love, it's beautiful what you two are doing. So keep shining your light. You're doing it well, very well. <laughs> likewise, likewise. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to all our listeners for, for again, having tuned in and make sure to leave us a review, make sure to share this with your friends and anyone who you think would um, benefit from listening to this. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm.